When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the news stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Oh, welcome back to the show. I'm Julia Hartley-Brewer and you are with Talk TV. Well, right now we're going to be talking about the school that has been facing legal action over a ban on pupils praying in the playground. Uh, the news has hit the headlines after it emerged there'd been a high court legal case and that the school involved, well, a woman already well known to many of us, the, well, the country's strictest headteacher as she's been billed, Catherine Burble-Singh, the founder and headteacher of Michaela Community School, also former chair of the Social Mobility Commission. And I'm delighted to say she joins us right now here on Talk TV in her first broadcast interview on this issue. Uh, good morning to you, Catherine. Morning. Thank you so much morning. for joining us. Um, this is an incredible story. Now, the story sort of hit the headlines before we knew it was the Michaela uh, School that was involved, that there was this legal action brought by a, a female Muslim pupil who could only be known by the initials TTT against a ban on prayer uh, at her school. Media fought to find out which the school was. Your school, of course, often in the news over you being, you know, the, the country's strictest head teacher, always outspoken on a lot of key issues that I know my audience and I care an awful lot about. Um, but this is a rather more complicated story than a lot of the, the media would suggest. We've got a bit of time here. Tell us what has actually happened at the school and how you got into a situation where we've got this incredibly expensive, incredibly stressful um, legal case with the pupil and the school, and even leading to death threats, bricks thrown through teachers' windows, teachers afraid to come to school on their own because of these death threats. What is actually going on and how did it start, Catherine? Yeah, well, and it's important to say that there was a media ban on, on reporting this before uh, that we fought very hard to keep because of the worries around the danger that 
uh, some of us might be in if, if, if it were the case that the media could report on it. Um, the judge decided uh, to lift the media ban. And so that's why I'm now out in the public trying to defend why it is that we decided to take that decision. Um, for eight years, uh, we never had any prayer at the school. So uh, it's, it's the children were always school. allowed. It's, to it's an openly secular school. You're not a, you're not a faith yes. school of any kind. Yes. And of course, people can pray in their head, but we're really talking about prayer rituals here. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, for eight years, nobody's ever prayed. It's always been the case that we haven't had prayer rooms. Uh, and we make that very clear to all of the families who come to the school. And we do that right at the start. We make all sorts of things clear about us because we're a different kind of school. So we explain to the families that there's family lunch where the children all share the same food together. We explain how um, there are silent corridors uh, where they don't talk to each other. They just say, morning, miss, morning, sir, and so on. Uh, we explain how we have very high standards, uh, which will result in them being in detention quite a lot. And they, there are all sorts of things. We also explain that we don't have a prayer room. And, you know, we opened in 2014 uh, with 30% of our uh, of our population being Muslim. We have since grown that to 50% of our population being Muslim. So clearly the Muslim families are happy with the situation. And um, while they would prefer a prayer room, uh, they decide, you know what, we're going to take it. What, what know, is the reason is. why you wouldn't have a prayer room? Bearing in mind, of course, yes. different religions have different rituals around prayer. Yes, yes. So the, the, the building is not a typical school building. It's a, really an office block. We have very small corridors. Um, we have seven floors instead of two. And uh, Combine that with our ethos, which is one of being super strict <laughs> and our silent corridors, also our family lunch, which requires supervision of all of the staff. Um, first of all, the idea of one prayer room, there are 350 children who are Muslim. So yeah. clearly we would need several prayer rooms. Um, well, we can't give up several prayer rooms because we just don't have the space because it's already difficult enough to make this building work with the classrooms. So it would mean allowing all of the classrooms to be open and for the children to roam as they like to find a room where they might like to pray. We would have to remove the bags from the rooms that are currently in there. The children would have to carry their coats and bags with them, which they don't do in the school. Um, we would have to get rid of our silent corridors and we would probably have to get rid of our family lunch as well yeah. uh, because the, the structure of our ethos yeah. and system is such that it just can't work with so us it's having just, lots It's completely experiment. practical, and this wasn't really an issue at all. And then suddenly it changed. One girl decided yeah. so, she wanted to pray in the playground. Yes, we have always allowed prayer in the yard. So for people who say we don't like prayer, well, that's not true. We always said that it could happen in the yard. It just didn't happen for eight years. Um, and, you know, and it, uh, my own background is very diverse. I have a Muslim, had a Muslim grandmother. You know, it's not... It, it, this has nothing to do with disliking Islam. It's just about making our school work yeah. within the confines of our ethos. And um, so children prayed. It was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But then a whole campaign started online on social media uh, campaigning for a prayer room. And I presume maybe people outside saw us through the gates. I don't know. Mm -hmm. This campaign resulted in thousands of signatures, then resulted in death threats towards us. One of my black teachers 
had the worst kind of racism, uh, calling her a monkey, the N-word, the C-word. Uh, it's just horrible, horrible racism yeah. uh, sent to the school and to her. Um, one teacher had uh, an attempted break into her flat at home. One teacher had um, a brick through her window. Um, we had bottles thrown into the yard. So all of this uh, intimidation and aggression and so on was coming from outside. Yeah. Um, within the school, though, it was interesting because when they pr- prayed, more and more children started praying over days. And what happened was this was during Ramadan and some of the Muslim children don't want to fast during Ramadan. Some of them don't want to pray. Some of them don't necessarily wear a hijab. And what happened was there was a lot of pressure put on those children suddenly, which was never there before, but a lot of pressure was put on them uh, to either pray. They would stand by the break food table and stop Muslim children from eating when they wanted to eat. Uh, One girl dropped out of the choir because music was haram. One girl started wearing a hijab because... Uh, you know, she so needs to cover her pressure, hair. Basically, to, if you if you're really a Muslim, you're a proper Muslim, a devout Muslim, you will do these things. Whereas, again, their parents have chosen to send them to a secular school, and these children are able to follow their religion as they choose as an individual. And now there's peer pressure to basically to to be a certain kind of Muslim. And the happy, lovely, joyful place that our school is changed radically. And we saw that change in the culture. So there was the change in the culture within the school walls. But then there was the social media campaign, which resulted in death threats. We had a bomb threat. Police had to come and search the school. We had police outside all of the time. We had to hire security. It put everyone's lives in danger. So the governors rightly took the decision, in my opinion, to uh, ban prayer rituals happening in the yard. So uh, we have been taken to court for us to have prayer rooms on the inside of the building um, because I think it's recognized that it puts us in danger if we're outside the building. But physically, that just can't happen. Uh, we would have to change our entire ethos. And so then the question becomes, is it right for a school to change, to have to change their whole ethos? Because Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We would no longer be Michaela. We would become a normal school. And I don't think that's right because I love our school the way that it is. And... um. Our multicultural intake, multiracial intake, 
is, uh, look, in order for us to work here together in harmony, for children to be friends with each other across racial and religious divides, it's necessary for uh, some of the groups to uh, sacrifice in certain ways. So the Jehovah Witnesses, um, they are upset that we have Macbeth as our set text at GCSC, but they put up with it. There are Hindu families that have complained about the fact that eggs touch the plates at lunch, um, and should they have separate plates? I'm unwilling to divide children according to race and religion, so I have said no. Um, there are Christian families who have complained about our GCSE revision sessions being on Sundays. It, we have all of these different groups that we need to uh, have uh, getting on with each other and being friends with each other. And that is one of the things, yeah. the, th the thing I'm most proud of, I've always said this, is that while we get the top Progress 8 in the country, we're the top school, right? Last two years, we've been the top secondary school in the country. Um, I've always said the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that the children are so lovely, who they are, you know? And that is because we very much teach them to sacrifice when necessary in order for the betterment of the whole. Yeah, to compromise. So we we used to do this as the norm as opposed to, I don't like this, I'm offended, so everyone else has to change because of me. And again, you're the head teacher. They know what they signed up to. I mean, if they didn't, wow, I mean, they've been, they've been living under a rock for quite a long time. So again, there's people going somewhere and then saying, no, but I want it all to bend around me. But, but is, there's also a story that emerged over the weekend that... The, the girl involved, and she can't be named, and quite rightly, she's a child, that the, who pushed this case, funded by legal aid, no doubt. It's going to be huge, huge, huge cost uh, for, for this case. But that actually she brought this case um, around the same time that she was suspended from school for threatening to stab another pupil at the school. Is that correct? Well, I don't want to go into the details of the case on that level. I don't, I don't really talk about Is that. Is that completely but, um, untrue? Uh, no, I wouldn't want. Okay, <laughs> but there may be other reasons why this is brought. Can I just ask, how is the school funding that legal action? And I love you for standing up for it. I love you not giving in and actually standing your ground. Such an important part of what your school stands for. And I want a Catherine Burble Singh running a, a Michaela school in every local neighbourhood. I mean, it would transform our country. Um, but how are you actually funding that? Are, are people donating? What, what's the what's the deal there? Well, we we have insurance, so. Uh, the majority is covered by insurance, uh, so we're okay. Um, but uh, it, it's it's less the financial stress, you know. It's the it's the stress around the media. It's the stress around uh, you know people's lives being in in danger uh, that makes this so difficult. I know that there was a whole conversation around Ruth Perry, uh, the head teacher who committed suicide, yes. uh, with the Ofsted visit. And, um, you know, the thing is, I don't think it's unreasonable for Ofsted to visit schools. And they're but I starting do... inspections today. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But I do think it's unreasonable for head teachers to be put under this kind of stress that I'm under. Yeah. And all we're trying to do is run a school. I'm trying to run a school according to the ethos that we've got that works, that has worked for 10 years, where we have been, um, where we are very happy, happy place here with our Muslim families and all our other families being very happy together. Yeah. So, and, and like you say, they know who I am. 
look, we actually meet, I meet with every single family before they join the school to be clear with them on what they're signing up for, yeah. for the, exactly this reason. I, 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 they all come for these meetings and I talk to all of them and I run through all the things that make us different because you may not want us. And some people yeah. think, I don't want silent corridors. And so they go off somewhere else. Yeah. And you know what? But if they, you think I really want a, a prayer room, well, there's lots of schools that provide But exactly. There are so <laughs> many different uh, face schools. I don't approve of face schools anyway. I think all schools should be uh, mixed face uh, and, you know, mixed ethnicity. I think dividing... I mean, how well has that worked out, dividing people by their religion? New Northern Ireland will tell you exactly how well that works out. But, I mean, in terms of... Can I ask you about the culture wars? I mean, Keir Starmer's accusing the Tories of stoking the culture wars. You know, you originally, you know, you worked in a, in a, a central London school and you spoke at Labour Party conference, you know, sorry, Tory Party conference, and they were hounded out of the school for actually speaking up about what is effectively a culture war issue that has been going on in our schools, the ideology, trans ideology, the, the woke ideology. Do you think that Kirsten was right, that, that, that this is just being stoked by the Tories? Or is it something we need to be talking about? Well, I think some of us are talking about these issues and I think it's important that we do talk about them. I don't understand this idea that there are, that things have not changed. I mean, obviously in the last 10 years, things have changed quite radically in our schools. Uh, you can talk about critical race theory, you can talk about decolonization, you can talk about the trans issue, you can talk about um, uh, adult authority having disappeared, yep. you can talk about, I mean, there's so many different issues that in the last 10 years have come up and are changing schools. And so uh, you one might say that's for the better or for the worse, but we should definitely recognize that changes are taking place and that we need to talk about them. And the thing that, I think people just don't realize, and I think this is on both the left and the right, is just how important schools are to the future of any country. Both families and schools shape our children. And um, it's in school where you learn to get on with others who don't look like you. It's at school where you learn the histories and the, and the, and the, the cultures of other people and, and how thing, you know, how to be as a person, yep. you know, it, it, school isn't just about getting GCSE results. Okay. It's about uh, helping our children to be good citizens. And muddling and, um, along with other people who you disagree with. And it's fine. Um, Catherine, you know, you know, you're an absolute hero of mine. Uh, and I know for many in our audience as well, it's been amazing talking to you. We're going to let you get back to running the very brilliant Michaela School. Isn't it? Best school in the country. I mean, you know, she delivered. You can't say she didn't deliver. Um, I really wish you the best of luck. I know we're not going to get that result from the High Court for, for quite some time. We'll see when we, we do get it. Hopefully you'll come back on. But your first broadcast interview with us exclusively here at Talk TV, very much appreciate it. Catherine Burblesink, CBE, of course, founder of Michaela School. Uh, thank you. Um, Charlie Rowley, um, you and I were both nodding along so much that she had to say. And when I spoke to Catherine yesterday about it, I said, I really want you to come on the show. And, and you know, now that school's been named, and she's thinking, she, I need a lot of time to explain the background and that's I wanted to give her time to explain the background because this has been built as a, it's a ban on Muslims praying no it's not mm. no totally and you know anybody listening and if I had kids what I would give oh, to try and get my kid into yeah. a school uh, run by Catherine because it is exactly as you said it's about the ethos having the right sense of, set of principles to get parents in charge teachers in charge exactly yeah. and if you don't like it frankly if you don't like what the school offers don't go find somewhere else yeah. and that's exactly what parents Make have the opportunity if you, if you want your kid to be able to pray anywhere they want and to not get very good results, send them to a faith school. Exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it goes beyond the, you know, it started off as a sort of a logistical problem.
problem because they haven't got the rooms. And if they've yeah. got, you know, 50% of a Muslim population that want to pray at the same time, then they, that just can't physically happen. Yeah. But it goes beyond that. And what Catherine just really brilliantly articulated is the fact that, you know, when you send your kid to school, it's there for education, yeah. it's for them to have the best start in life, the best teaching, the best outcomes, yeah. the ability to integrate with others, that, as you exactly. said, don't maybe look like And yourself. also, I like the fact that you dealt with the whole preferred pronoun thing by referring to children as it, which is what we should do. <laughs> The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.